0: Good morning, church family. It's so good to see everybody this morning. Um, Thank you so much, worship team. Um, I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, let's give them a hand um, for leading us in worship. Really grateful Um, for this morning and grateful that we are in a church family um, that loves our young people, that loves our students, that um, encourages them, that supports them, that tells them, um, again, that they're the church of now, right? I remember when I was younger, it was like, oh, yes, the church of the next generation, but they're not. Like, they are leaders here and now, and they have said yes in obedience to the Lord and to what He wants to do through them, and it's just been such um, a blessing so far this morning for them to be involved in worship. Um, In communion, and then again, so excited to get to share the stage um, with one of our students this morning. And so again, just really grateful. If you're new this morning, or if this is your first time here, we just want to welcome you, grateful that you're in this place, um, and just excited for what the Lord's going to do. And just again, like we always say the family at 4th, and it really is a family. Um, and that's just been beautifully displayed this morning um, through every age and every ability and every single child of God that gets to participate in his kingdom. And it's just a really beautiful gift. And so uh, my name is Nikki and I'm one of the student ministers. And uh, this is
1: Hi, my name is Ella Huthalar. If you don't recognize my super common last name, my parents are Brian and Michelle Huthalar. I'm in the 10th grade, and as Nikki mentioned, I'm a student here at 4th, and I go to Independence High School. I'm super excited to share the sermon that we have prepared for you, so please pray with me. God, I pray that you will open the mouths of your servants to proclaim your word, and that anything we speak only comes from you. I pray that the Spirit will open the hearts of its listeners physically here and those online to receive this lesson. Amen.
0: And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. Genesis 1, verses 3 through
1: 4. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. Psalms 36, 9.
0: The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Isaiah 9, verse 2.
1: Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick Darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you, and His glory appears over you. Isaiah sixty one through two.
0: You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. First Thessalonians five verse five.
1: For God who said, "Let light shine out of the darkness." made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. 2 Corinthians 4, 6.
0: But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. 1 Peter 2, verse 9.
1: There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. Revelation 22, 5.
0: All right. So this is the interactive portion. Did you hear a theme this morning in those verses? What was it? light, kind of funny that like the lights were uh, like doing something weird back there earlier. I was like, okay, Lord, like you're already moving. You're already working. Um, You're already proving that what you want to speak to your children this morning. Uh, It was just really funny, a funny moment. Um, So yeah, light, it's this beautiful thing that we get to see in scripture, this overarching theme that we get to see from Genesis to Revelation, This beautiful idea of light in all its facets, in all um, its glory, in all its purposes, in all its functions. Um, And when Ella and I sat down, um, just asking the Lord, what do you want to share with your people? What do you want your people to hear right now? Um, We both were talking about, like, obviously we're going to talk about Jesus. um, And then we kind of narrowed it down to we want to be in the Gospels and then John. And then we were both like, let's just talk about personally, like, what the Lord has been speaking to us. And he came down to this idea of light. Specifically, Jesus being the true light for us in John 1.
1: Yes, I'm overjoyed to share this idea about Jesus Jesus being the light for us. Mm-hmm. It has actually been my dream to share the sermon since the seventh grade. It was when the graduating seniors gave their sermon on Senior Sunday. That summer, I had gotten super close to Courtney Kessler. If you know her, you love her. And seeing her giving a sermon encouraged me that one day I might be a senior giving a sermon, and I never thought that sophomore me would be giving my dream sermon on light. There was a man sent from, John, sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Now the verse John 1:5 is my favorite Bible verse. And I hadn't heard it in this context of Jesus being our light until camp of summer 2019. Now, our theme was refuge. And in refuge, we had these three key, like, lessons. And one of the lessons was light. Now, if you don't know, at camp, every day we have these devos in the morning. We separate guys and girls, grades from grades. In my grade, got to hear this lesson of light from Emily Lavender. She said that there once was darkness in our world. Then Jesus stepped in and he said, let there be light. Mm. And he said that this light was good. She said how he will provide the light, but the world can't. It can advertise that it has this goodness and that it can make you happy and that it is pure light, but in truth, Jesus is the only true light, and he is the only one that can give you life. Now, when I was looking for these these notes from camp, I found them in a Harry Potter journal. (laughs) I laughed at the idea that I brought a Harry Potter journal to camp. But it reminded me of this beautiful quote from my favorite Harry Potter movie. It's from The Prisoner of Azkaban. Now, if you haven't seen these Harry Potter movies, in, this, in the beginning, like, this guy escapes from this, like, prison for wizards, and, like, it's super crazy, and then, like, everyone thinks he's coming from Harry, for Harry, and, like, Harry is terrified, and he's wondering, like, do I get to go to school or not? But they, he still gets to go to school, and they, like, put the castle on lockdown and all this, and then Dumbledore, he's, like, the headmaster or whatever, he's, like, the principal, and he starts with this quote. Happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light. Hmm. Emily mentioned in her lesson that it's okay for us to sit in the darkness, but we need to remember that Jesus is right there sitting with us. We only need to turn to him and not worldly things. But Ella, what about the night when I'm so lost and I just can't find this light? But didn't, God, didn't John 1.5 say the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome Jesus' light? Mm-hmm. In Genesis 1.16, God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made The stars. I can promise you this: Jesus surely has not and will not strand you in darkness. You only need to have faith. In the song "Graves into Gardens," He is the only one that can do this. Jesus speaks to me through music, and He put this song "So Will I" this Wednesday night. The first lyrics read: "God of creation." There at the start, before the beginning of time, with no point of reference, you spoke to the dark and fleshed out the wonder of light. (laughs) After Camp 2019, light became a huge impact and encouragement in my life. Now, it's just a plus that my name, Ella, comes from my great-grandmother, Helen. And this name has a meaning, and it is a light that shines. In my life, I have walked through this darkness. I have been insecure, I have been broken, I have feared, I have sinned, I have been lost, I have been constantly unsure what the next chapter of my life would look like. Then Jesus, he stepped into my life and he said, I love you. He listened to me in a way that no one else listened to me. He forgave me for my sins. He found me. He became my comfort, my peace, my shield. Now, when preparing for this sermon, I was reminded of this beautiful sermon that Dean gave. Now, if you don't remember or you weren't here, he smashed a vase in front of our eyes. It was crazy. And then, he pulled out this vase that had been put back together with gold. Mm. Now, this art, it's a Japanese art called kintsugi. Yeah, I searched up a video to learn the correct (laughs) pronunciation of that, so I (laughs) wouldn't mess it up for y'all. But this word means joining with gold. Mm. This vase was once broken. Now, you can see that it was once broken still, but now it is more beautiful than ever. This is exactly what Jesus did in my life. And I started to share my testimony in a number of ways so that people can see that I once was broken and then Jesus, he stepped into my life. Amen. Amen. We've all been in this darkness. But what truly matters is when we allow God to put us back together, peace by peace and where we go from there. Now in this time of brokenness in my life, it was in the summer and I would constantly stay up as one would. And it got so late sometimes, I decided I would stay up to watch the sunrise. A sane person stays up all night overthinking and having all these thoughts in their head and scrolling through Instagram for hours and then goes to watch the sunrise. Don't you all do that, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. But in the sunrise, there was darkness, and then there was the sun. I would always make sure I went outside when it was still dark so that I could see the full sunrise. And in the sunrise, I was happy. I had just had a night of sadness and I get to be happy for these few short moments. And I would share on my close friend's story on Instagram, like all these funny videos, all these funny jokes, and I called it 5am adventures with me because I was happy and I was going on an adventure with my God. He reminded me of this verse, Lamentations 322-23. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Now in my life, God reminded me of his light and his love. My mom constantly got me gifts that reminded me of my favorite verse. And if you didn't recognize, it's John 1, 5. (laughs) <laughs> um, my mom got me a pillow that I have on my bed, a frame in my bathroom that I can look at every single morning. She got me this necklace that says shine from Make This Day Count. And my best friend got me this sweatshirt because she knows what the color, color yellow means to me because that is the color I think of when I think of light. Mm. He will constantly remember, remind you of your encouragement. Now, when I went to school, at the beginning of the school year this year, I did not want to go to school as any teen would not want to go. But I needed this moment of revival in my life. And this came along this worship night and me and my friend, we decided, let's go. Like, let's see what this night has for us. Mm-hmm. Now, I wore this necklace because I was like, oh, wear my Jesus necklace to this Jesus worship night I'm going to. I had no idea what God had planned for me. Mm. Now there were songs that I hadn't heard on Sunday morning or Wednesday night, and there were songs that gave me revival, and it put the, back this fire in my soul. Mm. But one song stood out to me, and it's this original song called Shine. Shine. Jesus, you are the light, so I come into your light. burn. It all away, Jesus, till all that is left is you. We have nothing to do with fruitful deeds of darkness anymore. I am free. He's a God that provides in the darkness, and He sent His Son into the world to be our light. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome
0: it amen what a beautiful testimony yeah thank you jesus oh What a beautiful testimony of what Jesus has done in Ella's life as the light. Um, And maybe you're here this morning and you're just hearing it for the first time, or maybe you're here this morning and you are in a season of darkness, and you need to know that Jesus wants to bring light to your life, and he does. Uh, We believe that, and we want to speak that. But then we also wanted to talk about our um, calling as a church, our calling as a collective body of Christ. We have a God that works in us and speaks to us as individuals, but he also works in us and speaks to us as a body, as a church family. And as children of light, we have this calling on our lives and this calling on us as a people. Um, That second part in John chapter 1 talks about John the Baptist and that his purpose and his mission in life, he was sent to testify to the light. Behold, look, the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sins of the world, the light, the true light that shines in the darkness. And it's this huge blessing and same calling that we get today, right? That we get to testify to the light of the world. It's our purpose. It's our calling. Because he came to point to the sun, S-O-N, right? Not the sun, S-U-N, like what Gary was talking about this morning. So in um, John, in Matthew chapter 5, we see this Sermon on the Mount, right? This is Jesus' longest public teaching um, called the Sermon on the Mount. So right at the very beginning in Matthew chapter 5, we get this beautiful vision for what he wants for his people, his church, his children. And 14 through 16 says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. So it's part of this pivotal teaching. This is what Jesus wants us to know. This is how we live in the kingdom. And he said, you have a purpose and it is to shine before others. Not so that they can praise us, not so that they are drawn to us, but so that they can see the Father, so that they can give praise to him, right? Like that's our calling. That is our purpose as a people, They get to see us in the physical, but really they're seeing him in the spiritual. That is part of our calling. Um, And specifically for us as 4th Avenue, I love that phrase that a town is built on a hill. I feel like we have this special calling that we are placed in the heart of beautiful downtown Franklin, Tennessee for a specific purpose, to shine light To this community that points people back to Jesus. Then later on in Ephesians chapter five, verses eight through 10, he also gives us this beautiful picture as to part of our calling and what it looks like. And he says, for you were once darkness, but you are now light in the Lord. So live as children of light for the fruit of light consists of goodness, righteousness and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. When I read this, the Holy Spirit put this connector and he said, it's very similar to Matthew 5, 14 through 16, talking about these good works, these deeds that we get to do. And he said, it's the same thing as fruit, right? It's the outcome of what we're living. It's the outcome of our faith, this fruit of light, I loved that phrase. I was like, yes, we are supposed to be about goodness, righteousness, and truth. And as Gary already mentioned, all the beautiful ways um, that we as individuals and we as a group are shining the light of Jesus But then as he often does, he also um, had a warning. And he said, um, sometimes when we hear these words, works or good deeds or fruit, we think that it's something that we're conjuring up on our own, right? We think it's something that we have to do, that it's all on us, that it's all up to us. And he wants to release us from that pressure. And he said, no, it's not about striving, It's this idea that it's all about shining, right? Striving comes from something that we're doing, we're trying to make happen. And he says, no, you are light. You are children of light. You are supposed to shine. Just as it's the most natural thing for a light to do, right? That's all it can do. That's all it's created to do. That's its purpose, to shine. And it's the same for us as children of light. We don't have to strive. We simply get to shine, Isn't that beautiful? Because of who lives in us, that is what we get to be about, that we get to shine our lights to the world. It's our identity. It's natural. It's our calling for us to shine. So what does this look like for us as individuals?
1: So when I was thinking about this idea of being a light, I thought about what we're doing in discipleship right now. We're into the word about once a week for an hour. And, but then we come and we meet up on Sundays, and we read Psalms 119. Hmm. Now, in this translation that we are reading right now, the chapter is titled, "Your Word is a Lamp to My Feet." Hmm. Psalms 119, 130 and 135 says: "The unfolding of your words gives light. It imparts understanding to the simple. Make your face shine upon your servant and teach me your statues. Mm. Now, a couple weekends ago, I went on a theater. I went with my theater troupe to this, is like, theater conference, and it's at MTSU. And while we were walking in the cold, and it was raining, and we were miserable, there was this church group walking in the cold, and they're miserable, handing out Bibles. Now, when they asked me if I wanted a Bible, I kindly said no because I know that at home I have a physical Bible, I have a Bible on my phone, I have a church family that loves me, I know that Jesus loves me, but I knew that there are people at this conference that don't have all of that. There are people in this world that don't know how loved they are and they are just sitting in darkness. So maybe you have this favorite verse that gives you encouragement like John 1-5 does to me. Mm. So share that. I encourage you to share this verse with maybe that widow that has children, maybe that person who is sitting in darkness that doesn't know that they are loved, maybe that person that doesn't know God. Encourage them. I put John 1-5 in my Instagram bio hoping that anyone who sees it will be encouraged and that will read it because it's meant a lot in my life. I love this idea that we get to be a light, and the best way I thought about being a light is my love for service. Gary said that we are a church that serves, and it is so true. Mm. I love how active our youth group is in this community. My first summer in the youth group, every single Thursday, we had a thing called Summer Serve. We work with Franktown, we do people's yards. But the most thing that I loved about it is that I'm serving with these people that I love. And they are happy, and I am happy, and we are making people happy. Now I also love Gentry Farms, and if you don't know me, I'm at Gentry Farms every minute, every hour that I can be during the fall. And it's because I have so much fun, with these people that love God, and I get to serve pumpkin bread to these people in the fall. Like, it's so much fun, (laughs) y'all. But also, all of our proceeds go to our mission trips to Guatemala and Memphis. And I think about the kids and how much joy we get to bring them because we are getting money to take to Memphis and Guatemala. Now, my first mission trip was summer of 2019. And we taught these kids about the idea of being a neighbor. Now, your neighbor is defined in many ways. It's not your physical neighbor. It's not your mom, your dad, your friends. But it's also the sinners and the people who are broken. Mm. Jesus sat at tables with the sinners and the tax collectors. And what did the Pharisees say? They questioned him. And then Jesus said... For I have not come to call the righteous but sinners if you look at Jesus's disciples they were not perfect people yeah. but Jesus made them his disciples and they went out into the world and they shared his love and he performed miracles God greatest commandments were to love the Lord your God and your what? Your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. So I call you to serve those people. I'm not saying that you have to go to Honduras or Guatemala or Memphis to do so. But even the simple text, that simple call, that simple letter can be such an encouragement. I call you to share his word and to be his servant ser- servant to not just your church, not just your community, but to your neighbor and to everyone in the world, and that includes that person that you might not like, that you just, you just can't get along with him, the people that have sinned so much that you just feel like you can't get along with them, that person that doesn't believe in God. Be a neighbor. Be a light, because you don't know how much your words go when you allow yourself to understand that you are supposed to be a light.
0: Amen. So what does this look like for us as a church, right? Um, I hope and pray that you know, maybe you got an idea from Ella, what it looks like maybe for you as an individual, but what does this look like for us as followers of Jesus, as a body of Christ? In Ephesians 2, um, 10, 8 through 10, he talks about this beautiful idea um, that he has prepared good works in advance for us to do, right? So it's not like we're walking around thinking there's nothing that I can do. There's no way that I can shine a light. There's no way that I can be the hands and feet of Jesus. But there is. He's already planned the good things for us to do. We may not know what they are exactly yet, but we know that he has good things for us. So last year we talked about this idea of the mission of 4th Avenue Church of Christ, right? Um, we were blessed to hear a message from our shepherds on specifically what does this look like. And so maybe even to get our wheels turning this morning, I wanted us to kind of look back what are those three main things that we want to be called to in our community, um, in this place. And first of all, obviously it's to love God, through worship, through prayer, all these different things that we get to do collectively and individually. Then we get to serve others. Maybe that's Gentry Farms. Maybe that's a mission. Maybe that's teaching a class. Uh, Maybe that's coming to a prayer group that meets on Sundays or Wednesdays. There's so many different ways to serve people. And then as we're getting the privilege to do this morning, we get to share Jesus. We get to share the true light of the world with people all around us, whether you're at school, whether at work, whether it's in your family or the ministry that you have been called to. These are the things that we want to be about as a body of Christ here at 4th Avenue here in downtown Franklin or in Spring Hill where you live or in Columbia, wherever you find yourself, this is where we can start. But just as Jesus always gives us invitations, he's always saying, I want to invite you into this. I want you to come alongside me. I want you to partner with me. And so I just want you to ask Jesus, like, what, what are the good works that you have? What are the things that you have planned in advance for us to do? We're still in January. Technically, there's only like one more day, but we're still at the start of this brand new year where we get to dream with Jesus and say, What? How can we be a light? How can we shine to this world and specifically to our community? Dream with him, ask him, listen for what he's calling for you. And maybe this is something you're really comfortable with, and maybe it's not. I know each of these students stepped out of their comfort zones this morning to do this because they felt the call of the Lord to do it, and they said yes. So maybe there's something that you feel Him calling you to do or to start. And I want to encourage you. We want to encourage you this morning to ask Him, what does that look like? What do you have for us as your people Has he put a certain group of people on your heart to serve, whether it's in this church or in this community? And maybe there's not a ministry for it yet. Is he calling you to do that? Is he calling you to start that? Is there something that he's calling you to start sharing in his name? Again, maybe it's using our physical location in a way to share Jesus with this community. What does that look like? What are the needs of this community? And are, they, are there some that aren't being met? Are there ways that we can particularly shine the light of Jesus this morning? So if the worship team could come back up, um, I just really want to invite you guys to continue to ask Jesus. Let's be in prayer. Let's say, Jesus, what do you want from us in 2022? How do you want us to shine your light And in the next days and weeks and months, um, if you feel him calling, if you feel him speaking to you, I want to challenge you to share it. Share it with somebody in your family. Share it with somebody in the class that you're going to go to today. Share it with somebody in your life group. Share it with the shepherds. We want to know what Jesus is calling us to do, how Jesus is calling us to shine his light so, Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the people in this room, the people online. I thank you, Father, that you have spoken to each one of them individually. And I pray that whatever mustard seed that you have planted, God, that just it would just grow, take deep root. Um, and, Father, just produce light for the kingdom. So show us what you have for us. Tell us what you want for us in 2022. Jesus, we thank you that you are the light that came for us and you are the light that shines through us to the world. May we go and do that as your people this morning. Amen.